Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It's time now for China Perspective, where we turn our attention to headlines coming out of China. And we're talking about China loosening its COVID-19 curbs, as well as the country's reaction to British lawmakers' Taiwan visit, uh, plus a couple of other headlines as well. On the line with me this morning is Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good morning, Dr. O. A very good morning to all of you. So it's finally happened. Some curbs, COVID-19 curbs in China being loosened. We're seeing Beijing and Shenzhen loosening more COVID-19 curbs. It's been quite a huge impact as far as the protests are concerned. What are your thoughts on the country's current approach to this zero COVID policy? Well, I think uh, many places in China, they had uh, alternately been uh, tightened and loosened in terms of the quarantine requirements uh, uh, for to, to prevent uh, COVID-19 and so on. So this latest trend is, of course, to open up, to loosen the quarantine a little bit. Uh, but let's see whether it would uh, sustain or would, uh, for example, when there's first sign of a resurgence, then it's a complete lockdown again. Yeah. So let's see what happens here. Actually, it's quite interesting because now that these loosening of curbs are in effect, right, how could that affect the wake of Jiang Zemin's death? I mean, I don't know, could there be protests or more clamp down on such things? Well, uh, today is actually his uh, official uh, funeral. Yeah. So... Let's see whether after this funeral they will still be commemorating activities, uh, you know, in memory of him and, and so on. But uh, if you judge by the last week or so, it uh, is actually, uh, I mean, they are sp- uh, spontaneous and sporadic uh, people commemorating him, mm. but uh, not to the scale of, you know, way back to 1989 when one of his predecessors, Hu Yaobang, passed away. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, I guess we are in a different time as well. With regard to these curbs, I mean, from your observation, how does this help Xi Jinping's dilemma with regard to his COVID-19, zero-COVID policy? I mean, is it a way of acknowledging the frustration it's caused? Well, the communists, uh, they usually take quite a hard line approach yeah, to uh, yeah. when people go out to streets and so on. So they might amend uh, some of their policies, but ultimately it's about survival of the party. Um, well, and, and they could take quite uh, drastic measures if uh, this sort of protest uh, would uh, go on for quite some time here. Okay, Dr. Oh, let's move on to talk about the British lawmakers' visit to Taiwan. What are we hearing so far with regard to China's reaction? Have they reacted to this? No, of course, China is not happy about this. Uh, I think they, they uh, as with similar visits uh, in the recent past, mm. they wrongly condemn it as being, you know, in violation of the one China policy interference with China's domestic affairs and so on. But of course, this trip is also in line with the recent, uh, shall we say, fashionable trend for uh, lawmakers mm. from Western countries to visit uh, Taiwan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, was there an actual agenda here or is it just to irritate ta- China? Well, I don't think there's actually a concrete agenda. They yeah. think it's like, like a study trip there and so on. I, I think it's just that, uh, well, it, as I say, it's fashionable to yeah. do so. Yeah. So it's a turn of the British, you know, yeah. as opposed to it was uh, the Americans a few months ago. Yeah. yeah.
Go there, take a photo. Uh, it's part of uh, the list of the to-do list for the year 2022. But the, yes, you can't indeed. help but wonder, Dr. O, like the, the timing of this. I mean, should we pay attention to it? Well, a little bit because uh, I think the British uh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak uh, recently gave a speech uh, in which he categorized, uh, you know, close relationship with China over the last decade, being uh, a bit naive and, and so on. So, yeah, on the one hand, you had the British government apparently taking a stronger line on China, and then you had these uh, British lawmakers, uh, you know, visiting Taiwan. To, yeah, there are some implications. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't say there's a concerted effort uh, among the Western powers, but again, it is fashionable nowadays to to be uh, not so friendly with China. Yeah. Mm, there you go. I'm on the line this morning with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has delivered a strong warning to China over the weekend, saying that its efforts to reshape the region will not be allowed by the United States. What are your thoughts on his comments here? I mean, we saw a time where tensions kind of looked like it was simmering down. This might bring him back that tensions up again. Yeah, I think it was just a week or two ago when uh, Lloyd Austin met his uh, Chinese uh, counterpart. uh, And uh, as you said, we were thinking the the temperature would uh, sort of cool down a bit. uh, But with this speech, I think it's going to rev up uh, again this sort of uh, confrontational attitude between the two sides. Um, I think the U.S., for example, is seeing uh, increased frequencies of, uh, for example, uh, China's uh, overflight uh, near or over Taiwan and, and so on, and they are not happy to see that. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird, right? Because, and we talked about this some weeks ago, you've got Joe Biden, the President of the United States, trying to re-establish a line of communication and relationship on the sidelines of G20. And then you have all these other political heads who thought of stirring the pot. I mean, it's going to make it very difficult to come to a common consensus. Well, that's typical of U.S. policymaking. <laughs> you have uh, the bifurcations between the Congress and the White House, and sometimes even between the White House and the individual oh, uh, departments in the U.S. government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it keeps us in a job as well. Dr. O, three right. Chinese astronauts have returned to Earth after completing a six-month mission aboard China's space station. Wow, quite significant for them. What are your thoughts on what it means with regard to China's space exploration? I mean, they have completed a space station quite recently. Well, this is... Uh I mean, one of the few accomplished trips uh, for, you know, astronauts uh, staying within, let's say, space stations for a prolonged period of time. I think only the U.S. and perhaps uh, Russia previously had done that, although they've invited astronauts from other countries to go on the space stations. So for China to be able to do similar things, uh, of course, it's a big step uh, forward in terms of their capabilities uh, in space exploration mm-hmm. as well as other space applications here. Yeah. Mm. It's also kind of showing that they can stand toe-to-toe with the United States in just about every field, right? Yeah. I've been speaking yeah. with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. As always, Dr. O, it's a pleasure speaking with you. You take care and have a great day ahead, yeah? Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.